conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. It is now 19 minutes before uh, 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Professor Andre Roo, who's an economist at Stellenbosch's Business School. Will the 2024 budget speech present a viable pathway to long-term sustained inclusive growth? In his budget speech, Finance Minister Inokotongwan is expected to indicate whether the austerity measures would remain in place or be lifted. Professor Andre Ru is of the view that tomorrow's budget speech runs the risk of validating the old, uh, the old adage that uh, you can't be all things to all people. And he now joins us to elaborate further. Prof, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. But the minister comes from a party that calls itself a broad church um but can you be a broad church when it comes to the economy you see that is where the dilemma lies you hit the nail on the head i mean at the best of times budget speeches are complicated affairs trying to balance economic reality with political politics this time around even more so because as we all know we're on the eve of a general election where the ruling party for the first time ever might not gain a, a full majority an outright majority so trying to install, as you said earlier, fiscal discipline, which is actually needed, goes contradictory to the need to make sure that enough votes are, are cast in the upcoming election. So it's a very difficult trade-off to make, and I'm, I'm glad I'm not the minister. And, and, and when we look at, for instance, the president's reply to uh, the State of the Nation debate, um, he emphasized the importance of infrastructure and spending on infrastructure um, yeah. and how infrastructure actually um, reignites economic activity. However, yeah. though, the industry is saying that actually government has been cutting spending on infrastructure. And that's a sad thing. In fact, if we take a look at, for instance, the very high levels of government debt, which is one of the big concerns, uh, which the rate has gone up with a ratio from 27% in 2007 to, well, mid-70s. Now, that in the, of its own right is not a huge problem if all that additional debt had been used to help finance infrastructure. Sadly, that is not the case. A lot of it has been used to finance civil servant salaries, to finance social grants, and increasingly to finance interest on previously incurred debt. And these are what we call, uh, these are current, which is current expenditure and not infrastructure spending. So a high debt level is, is, is more than it acceptable if it's used for the right reasons. And you're quite right, we often say that infrastructure is the engine of future growth, long-term future growth. But we have an overemphasis on current spending. The, the civil servant wage bill alone is 15% of the GDP. Our interest burden as a government is around about 20% of total spending. Uh, 1.2 billion rands worth of interest is being paid every day by government, which is actually means taxpayer. So it's a wrong, it's a wrong mix, if you like, of spending that's also problematic. And then, of course, the expectation, you've just touched, touched on this, um, the expanding um, uh, budget deficit, we expect it to be at around 6%. Um, but then on the other end as well, <laughs> during the State of the Nation address this time around, uh, the president speaking about the NHI and saying that he's just looking for his pen um, and the NHI will then become law. Do you think that this is um, the right time to pursue the NHI considering the initial seed capital that is required for this, um, yeah. for this act? Look, there's never a better or worse time. Um, the NHI has been in our lexicon for, I think, more than a decade. And I think there are certain parties getting rather impatient. And we all know there's a desperate need for that. Just as there's a desperate need for poverty relief and social grants, etc. But, you know, you've got to be real. There is a limited cake, limited slice of cake at our disposal. 
part of the problem is that economic growth is so low, which means the tax base is not growing very rapidly. So if you want to finance all these additional things, and you don't want to borrow too much money, then you need to take a look at taxes as an additional form of revenue. Uh, actually changing tax rates, increasing tax rates. And that too is a very uh, unfortunate reality because consumers and taxpayers as it is are battered and bruised, have been battered and bruised for a couple of years with more possible pain to come uh, with the petrol price going up again next month quite significantly. Interest rates remain high. We all know the story. So there is no ideal compromise here. There, there's a compromise, but there's no ideal solution. Somehow, somebody has to pay the price. As, as somebody once said, um, you must remember what the government gives it must first take away. Mm-hmm. So that someone is that you and I. Um, I see the PwC has a report where they say they expect a 0.5% increase in value-added tax that could be announced by the minister, but there's also possibility of increasing income tax. And I wonder what the rationale behind that would be, considering that about two years ago, government decided to um, decrease uh, the corporate income tax to try and boost economic activity. Yeah. Again, one's got to look for the, not the lesser, but the least of all evils. So personal income tax is always a candidate, but not in the current circumstances where consumers, as I say, are already struggling. Then you look at corporate income tax, also a candidate, but at the same time, you know, corporate tax is paid on company profits, which aren't all that great these days. And besides, we desperately need foreign investment. And foreign investors are going to think twice before investing in a country where they pay high rates of tax. That leaves you with uh, the next big, biggest one is that. And there are good arguments to have a higher VAT rate. That does or is paid by a much broader proportion of the population. The counter-argument, and especially strong one now, going to an election, is that poorer members of society are then unfairly burdened compared to richer members. So again, as I said, it's finding some kind of less least of all evils. By the way, I'm pretty sure, that, as it always does, that the so-called sin taxes will go up, alcohol and drink, etc., but we might see an increase in income tax, a special increase, a kind of a wealth tax uh, for the so-called super rich. That might be on the cards. Yeah. Final one, um, Prof. The unemployment figures just came out, increased to 32.1%. Mm. And I was just telling our listeners, again, referring to the budget, um, to the President's State of the Nation address, when he was delivering his address, it was at 31.9%, which he characterized also as the worst ever. And now it has become even worse. But to the point that you also raise in, um, in the article, you cannot buy economic growth via populism. What must yes. happen? Yeah, I'm afraid the budget's not going to solve unemployment. Uh, the unemployment problem, and you're quite right, you know, 32.1, 31.9, pick any numbers, it's, it's horribly high. And it's been exceptionally high for 20 years, 25% plus. That is the real problem. It's chronically high. And, the, and it's caused by all kinds of long-term structural issues. And you can't undo structural issues in a couple of months, in a couple of years, and you can't undo it in a budget. So I'm afraid the, the, the pathway to reducing unemployment lies not just with government, but it's all about the appropriate kind of skills. It's about the changing structure of the economy that needs to be accommodated. It is about various forms of labor legislation. Um, it's about making sure that we are geared up to the fourth industrial revolution. But all these things take time. You know, as a wise old man once said, if you want 12 years of education, it takes about 12 years. 
about making sure that education is not only made available, but the right kind of education. And as I say, these kind of things will not be fixed in a budget. That's, that's just not possible. Thank you so much for your time. Professor Andre Rue, who's an economist at uh, the Stellenbosch Business School. Is there-